It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sex Talk with Lou. And <clears throat> today the outline of the show will be that I'm going to be attending the Adult Novelty Manufacturers Expo this weekend. In essence, translation of that is a trade show for sex toys. And even though I am no longer carrying toys on my site, and the reason I stopped doing that is like many small businesses, Amazon slit the throat of the second layer of many retailers who were buying at wholesale because they backed in on the manufacturers, purchased at distributor price, and then sell without, you know, with free shipping. And so what ended for me is that what had been probably 25 to 30% of my business evaporated like literally overnight. And so I ended up having to shut down two different warehouses that, um, you know, warehouse segments that I had. So now what I do is I go to the adult novelty show not necessarily to purchase because I'm not going to purchase it, you know, to hold things in a warehouse that I'm not going to end up being able to sell. Because we know that anyone who is an online purchaser is a price shopper. And they're going to be looking for the cheapest price. So what I do is I go and I look at what are the trends? What is coming forward? What are they saying is selling? And honestly, I, you know, distributors will tell you, what is selling for them, and they'll tell that to a, an online group or bricks and mortar, yet the big thing is I want to know from a manufacturer where are their main orders. And when I was doing my UCLA class, the, uh, speaking with Ron Braverman at Doc Johnson, he said, hands down, one of the biggest areas for product and sales for them as a manufacturer, are male masturbators and male sleeves and prostate massagers, which, and it isn't for a gay market, it is for a straight or cisgender or bi, you know, some would be for a gay market, but the important thing about it is we, they also were looking at prostate health is a, a really growing area of sexual health education. And the more that men become aware of their own 
physiology and what is working and how, you know, ejaculating so that the prostate doesn't get all boggy. Uh, when men ejaculate, the prostate is one of the things that produces part of the, um, uh, the ejaculatory fluid. And so it, it can, you know, it contracts internally, but it also, so that means the more that it is used, the better the, the tissue strength, the better the uh, ability to contract, and that is something that people really never spoke about. If you are interested in reading uh, anything on it or looking, look for a gentleman by the name of Charlie Glickman, and that's G-L-I-C-K-M-A-N. And he did a book along with, and oh, I'm drawing a blank on his co-author because the original idea was hers. Oh, here we go. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Prostate Pleasure. And her name is Aislinn Emizirian. And they did the book, Ultimate Guide to Prostate Pleasure. But what it's also about is it will... It talks about the pleasure part of it, the health part of it, and it gives an expanded way of men to experience sexual pleasure, uh, you know, rather than just, thank you, you know, let's stimulate the penis. Thank you very much. Uh, Also, another trend that I saw when I was doing my collecting things from different manufacturers, the increased number of remote-activated toys with apps. Now, there was the settlement of a class action lawsuit by a couple against a company called WeVibe. And what they did is they claimed that WeVibe had, without their knowing it, collected the data of how they used their remote-controlled app for their partner when their partner was all set where. So how this works is you are traveling or you're in another room or you're in another part of the city or wherever and you have an app on your phone, you can download the type of preferred variations and intensities into a recording in your app that you can then repeat knowing that this is what your partner prefers. And One of the things I find amazing about this is here are these people who buy this. They're obviously skilled enough to know how to use an app, but they also should be skilled enough to know how to freaking read, okay? Because here's the thing about apps. It's typically stated right in there that they will be able to use or collect, and that's how all of these celebs have their photos showing up on sites where they never gave permission to it, it's because someone who the apps themselves, in essence, grant access to just about everything in your phone or in your computer. So please, if you are going to be doing something, read it and make sure that if you want to maintain your privacy, first off, don't take the pictures. But, and then secondly, don't use the apps. But anyways, that is another area because people are you know, using apps to create um, vibration patterns, to create voice activated. That's been going on for quite some time. Now, here's another one that has just, and I was reading this on the Venus Adult News, which is uh, out of Germany, and it is the largest, in essence, adult news 
magazine and online magazine, there is an oral, oral sex phone app. You know, like you can't just, you know, talk to someone and get some information from them. You have to use an app to figure out whether or not you have a, you know, a, a skill set in the area of oral sex. Now, it's showing when you show the picture of it, shows a picture of, you know, a woman licking the screen. Now, you don't necessarily have to lick the screen. You can use your fingers as well. So the company that created it, and the app is called the O-Cast, C-A-S-T. It's by uh, an online uh, group called Cam Soda. So they have Cam Girls. They have uh, a range of things. And apparently the idea behind it is that, you know, the new digital marketplace allows people to upload simulated oral sex sessions that can then be downloaded onto a vibrator via Bluetooth. Now, it can be... Now, I've never actually used this or seen it used, but <laughs> she writes in this article, there's a woman by the name of Penelope Tamblyn, T-A-M-B-L-Y-N, and she's reporting for a group called Menspec, M-E-N-S-X-P. Well, when she talks about it, okay, you don't have to, you know, lick it. You can slide, you know, you can slide the phone whichever way you want in order to record the motion, but you can set the vibration level high or low, or you can lick the screen, or you can just use your fingers. And if you use your fingers, you know, the, but telling people to lick the phone helps with the clickbait. So, in other words, when you write something like, oh, I met her on my honeymoon, um, you know, I, that's something, or I met her on her honeymoon. That's something that's a title that will just grab you. Or as my friend wrote in his column, his name is Michael Levin, he said, five things that I learned when I got naked. And he said, actually, I didn't learn anything when I got naked. He said, that's just an idea of how to grab you with a title. So the clickbait thing, the licking thing, similar kind of thing. Now, but it's this person at Cam Soda said, well, if your phone is clean, it should be okay. Right. Okay. Now, the patterns are, I, I'm looking forward to see whether or not this is at the Adult Novelty Show. I, I trust that it will be. But it is the vibratory motions. You've got motions that can either be linear, circular, or combination of different variations, as long as it causes the phone to vibrate. And then the vibratory motions are then connected via Bluetooth to Lush, which is a remote-controlled vibrator, you know, available for approximately $100. And then through this, through the use of this vibrator, your partner can feel your emotions, even if you're in a long-distance arrangement. Now, the use of Bluetooth technology and remote vibrator, stuff that's been around for about 10 years. Nothing new about this. What they're trying to do is create another thing of the new experience, you know, um, you can do it with your tongue. Well, really what you're doing is you're just creating another information download. It could be circular, up, down, whichever direction you want. And, you know, she writes in here that you could say that the app works along, 
you know, the same model as dating apps do. You don't really know who is on the other side. And for the, one of the models who was talking about this, she said, <clears throat> she said, you really don't know who that person could be. She said, it could be something as, you know, like scary knowing the person supplying you with the orgasm could be some weird old man in his mom's basement. Because she said, I'm convinced they are the kind of people who catch wind of these sorts of apps first. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse. Involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. The Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's words you never heard. Man cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood, and it's not just for kids, his dogs love it too. Last night I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's a word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachibutophobia. And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone. And I do apologize. I was so busy talking about the OCAST 
the oral sex app for your phone that I was not paying attention to Karina give me my oh by the way you know you have to go out in seven seconds the important thing that I also want to point out about the OCAST is yes you can use technology to run a vibe via Bluetooth via something else yet the one thing that you know, as one of the, you know, models was talking about, a woman by the name of Charlie Hart, she said, you know, she loved it, but it's nothing like the real thing, but it's great when the other person is far away. And, but what it's also that you don't know sometimes who the person is who is using it. If you're doing it in the same way you would like a standard dating app, swipe left, swipe right, do whatever, and that's kind of like, oh, well, who's this? And you don't know who it is. Secondly, there aren't what men have told me and what women have told me. So, you know, your oral sex can be, you know, for women or for men, is that there are three things that absolutely make for the enjoyment of oral, receiving oral sex. One of it is the sensation, so that would be the vibration. Check, we've got that. But secondly, it's the heat and the moisture, which would be supplied by a mouth. And you don't, so there's two-thirds of the sensation factor that aren't there. And novelty-wise, yeah, no question. But it's also, it's, you know, it's not the, it's a fun thing. <laughs> this one woman was writing, she goes like this. She says, there really should be something a little more about this because she said the majority of men are not very good at this at all. When you think about it, and the reason they may not be is because people don't give them uh, direction because they're not sure how to give them direction. So the educational standpoint in some of these I think can really be ramped up. So I'm going to be looking for that as well because there are many of the manufacturers that are now claiming to do a range of <clears throat> sex education under the guise of selling more things, of course. Yet, they are one of the few areas where people will feel comfortable going on. Many have done a really good job on their websites of creating uh, a sex ed component to it. Yet again, for many people, they want to be able to ask specific questions about their own experiences. And that is where I feel just giving sort of a carte blanche answer of someone says, oh, I'd really like to ask about ice cream so everyone gets vanilla, but when all actuality someone wants to have, you know, mint chip or someone wants to have, you know, uh, chocolate swirl with, you know, caramel, whatevers. So, again, our own taste and our sexuality is an appetite. So we need to know that we're going to have um, access to something that's there for us. Because by the time someone finally asks, chances are they've been waiting a long time to ask it. Another thing I'm going to be looking for when I'm at the adult novelty is uh, a range of, if there's a new range of vaginal dilators. And this question came to me from Dr. Sarah Ray Andreski, who worked who is part of our panel when we do the Road to Recovery, in, uh, which we have done for 10, 12 years in Orlando for the group 
that is the Road to Recovery for Severely Injured Soldiers. And she works in a VA hospital in Upper Michigan. And I was not aware of how conservative that area was. And she said some of these women are 32, 33, and, you know, they're now in a relationship considering getting married, and they're virgins, and they really don't know anything a lot about their body. So they're coming to her, and she's wanting to get uh, a vaginal dilator that is something for Now, I have to find out, is it therapeutic for them? Is it um, that they want to get used to the feeling of penetration? Uh, have they had a form of cancer therapy which has damaged the tissue? Are they perimenopausal or have they been, uh, as a result of treatment, been put into early menopause and they're dealing with vaginal strictures so that the tissue is very tight and not elastic in the way that it would be if they were still estrogen, the levels of estrogen in their system? Each one will require a different type of dilator because that tissue, listen, it doesn't matter how much lubricant you put inside, you need to be able to have the tissue become uh, so that it is flexible because when it's friable, meaning it's like really tight and it tears, that is when things hurt. And as soon as your body thinks that it's going to hurt, your body will recoil. So anyways, I'm going to be looking for that as well. So continuing on for sex in the news, I was looking, again, this is the Venus adult news, and you can, you know, you can go onto it and do venus-adult-news.com and then forward slash en, and then you'll get the English version. And what I was looking at was they were talking about the most expensive, world's most expensive cam girl, and I thought, okay, let me see what we're talking about here. And this was a woman writing for New York Magazine. And the woman that they're talking about who's the most expensive cam girl is a woman by the name of Matrix, and she's a dominatrix, Matrix, Madam, Madeline Marlowe. And she has been doing this since she got her start in being a, you know, $5.99 a minute cam girl, which was 13 years, 14 years ago, and this was after she had built a career as a fetish performer, as a director, and a pro-dom. And what pro-dom refers to is they are professional dominatrix. So she has the highest amount that anyone who has ever been paid was, and it was twice, through webcam auctions on kink.com. Now, I will tell you, you need to educate yourself on what kink is before you go anywhere near kink.com because it is more for people who are seasoned and know what they're looking at. Many times there are people who first go onto it and they're not aware of, they look at it and they think, oh my God, this is just all about violence. They don't see that it is a power exchange between the two people. Anyway, uh, what I thought was interesting is when she was being interviewed, Marlo says she has clients who will pay up to $1,000 for a single minute 
of tech-mediated domination. And this is in a phone interview while she was moving her business from San Francisco to Las Vegas. Translation, don't want to pay taxes. Marlowe explained her financial strategies, sexual tactics, and the time she fell in love with a co-star. So what, the, what she was paid is um, 42000 for one, for, and, and not only was she paid 42000 and then the auction ended, but they started at 500 The lowest was 500 for an hour. And then over a three-week period, it got past 30000 So people knew about this. They knew who she was. They knew who her brand was. They knew what they were, you know, because she literally has, you know, uh, someone who was buying the contents of her garbage for $500, like literally the garbage in her bedroom. And they want an exclusive cam show with the famous performer or the, the dominatrix. And she has created three different groups uh, that she is part of, and she runs three websites for Kink, uh, Hardcore Gangbang, TS Seduction, and Divine Bitches. And, you know, she takes this very seriously. I mean, she went to film school to concentrate on directing. She's been performing for a lot of films. But she also says, listen, you need to know how to market yourself. You need to know the market. You need to know tech. You need how to brand yourself. And so she said, this is not something that is all that easy. People think you just get there and, you know, sit in front of a camera. That's not the case. You have to, you know, build in an infrastructure to create your market demand. So this person paid 42000 and it was an, it, the guy had not bid ever before, swoops in, pays it, <clears throat> had no other bids, and she was, you know, she waited because it was such a large amount, get in touch, have him wire transfer the money. When the wire transfer came through, send him an email, say, uh, let's set up your show, tell me a little bit about yourself, what, you know, what can we be doing? And he said, thanks, I'm really busy right now, but I, I think you're an amazing performer, you're very beautiful, I'll get back to you when I have time to do the show. And she never heard from him again. Now, so he never claimed his show. And the person asked, do you think he got off just giving you the money? Now, here's what I thought was interesting. I'd never heard this before. She said, well, I also do financial domination. And there are clients where pressing that button and transferring that money is what's getting them off, giving money to their dom. Quite possibly, that wire transfer was all that he needed. Now, we're coming up. I'm paying attention to Karina now to make sure that I don't, you know, miss my little, oh, by the way, Lou, we're coming up to break. I have one minute left. Now, but the financial domination part of it, for me, was fascinating and so, but there's, there's more to this story, and I'm going to cover it. We are going out here in 30 seconds, 15 seconds. When I come back after the break, I'll give you the second part of the story of the $42,000 guy. Here we come with the tunes. This 
is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where every spring we seem to get pummeled with hailstorms. What's another name for a thunderstorm? A cockeyed bob. The Guinness Book of World Records states the largest known hailstone in U.S. history was over 7 inches in diameter. That's almost the size of a soccer ball. The famous hailstone was found in central Nebraska in June 2003. But if we think the hail's bad here in Texas, I guess it's better than living in parts of Africa where they average 100 30 days of hailstorms each year. Other hail-prone areas include India, Russia, China, and Italy. The Aussies call hailstones, drift ice, glazed frost, pancake ice, and frost flowers. I wonder how they measured hail before the invention of the golf ball. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone. Um... One of the things I'm following up with here with you is the $42,000 man. So this guy, you know, they had a three-week bidding period. This is how um, had been set up. <clears throat> this woman's name is Mel, uh, Madeline Marlowe, Matris Madeline Marlowe. So this guy pays the 42000 She says, let's get organized. Doesn't happen. So... She also has a, you know, dear friend and a, a fellow dominatrix, Laura Lee Lee. So she said, she said, well, you got to do this. Just, let's try this. So they waited a month or two. Then they did the same thing with her. So the three weeks goes by, and it's the same thing. The money increments are climbing and climbing and climbing. And then on the last day, the same guy swoops in with 42000 Same guy. And the question is, did he claim that one? Nope. It was exactly the same thing. 
A few days later, you know, the wire transfer came through. They had one email, said, you're wonderful, you're beautiful, I'll be in touch. Never heard from them again. Now, did the price surprise you was one of the questions. And she said, I didn't think it was going to go that high, but it's not so unusual for me. And she said, I've had clients who pay for financial domination. And she said, I would berate him and then hang up the phone, and he would give me a 1,000 a couple of times a week for one minute of yelling at him. And that was just, that was their dynamic. That was that power interplay between the two of them. No, it's not for everyone. However, it was for them. And the person says, well, aren't you shocked that, you know, 42000 for, you know, you know, just this thing? Look, she spent 13 years developing her branding. This could have been a book that she had published. It could have been a movie. It could have been something else. And in all actuality, she got an advance or, in essence, got paid for all of that that she has studied. It used to be the norm to be paid 100000 for an advance for a book. So that is, I don't, I don't think the amount of money is outrageous. And if someone has something that this is what they'd like to do, they don't want to spend it on, you know, buying a car or buying a vacation or doing something else, but they know what is their number one turn on, so be it. That is, you know, their, that's their turn on. Now, the, uh, she also talked about she ended up falling in love with a real partner who she hired him to come onto a set, and they've been together ever since. And this is what I really like, is that they said, you know, do you, have you ever, um, you, know, you know, do you do things that are really normal? Do you do things that are uh, simple, you know, boring, normal sex, and she goes, yeah, all the time. We're both really busy. Now, he's an attorney, and she said, there are times when we explore our kinks and we kind of have to schedule, uh, you know, as date nights, but, you know, if we're in the tri- shower and we go, hey, let's do this, absolutely. You know, don't think we're hanging from the rafters every day. Work-life balance is a thing. So I say thank you very much. Um, for that, but I, I like that she was very straightforward of, look, there's some of the things I'd like to try, some I don't. Now, next thing about sex in the news, there is a college course right now where they're teaching people how to have sexual happiness. Interesting. And I looked at this and I went, where the heck is this? Well, sure enough, you know, it's like that whatever that show was that they said, you know, follow the money with Tom Cruise, this is the same kind of thing. Follow the money. So it's located in Bath, England, and it is at the, um, it's at a, a Bath College, and it is a partnership between Love Honey, which happens to be based in Bath, and this college course. Now, from, again, remember I talked about earlier on sexuality education? Well, this is a classic example of it. Many times they're talking about the knowledge of sex toys or interrelationships or they have a whole, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a full course where it's accredited. There's no question about it. But really, 
what people are getting is an ease and comfort in a subject area that you do not get taught about. No one talks to you about this. Now, here's the thing, because the uh, company, uh, Love Honey, is an online store. Now, in the end of the PR clip, they talk about how amazing Love Honey is, that they are able to, uh, they have won all of these awards, they're one of the fastest growing companies in this category, that they have had all of this success. Can we spell out why they've had all of that success? It's really simple. They got the license for all of the Fifty Shades of Grey toys. If they didn't have that, Love Honey would not be able to be making the claims of we're this growing factor, we're that growing factor. It's because they got the license for Fifty Shades of Grey products, period. Because a lot of their products are not that great. They're I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, they might be about a 6. So, again, just because people are making claims, mm, time for you to do your own homework as well. Now, another thing I thought was rather interesting, sex toy, it, it, Lalo is a high-end vibrator uh, out of Europe, and their um, uh, warehousing over this past weekend, got robbed not once but twice of condoms and of very high-end vibes. <laughs> My thought on this one was, how do you spell inside job, really? But what I thought was, how could these people be so stupid? They're going to know that there are, you know, closed-circuit cameras everywhere. They see them. They see the vehicle. They can do a picture of the license plate. I mean... It's like it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out these guys will get caught. And he's very, wearing very distinctively styled jeans. I have a degree in buying and merchandising, so I see the designs on things. Anyway, I thought that was funny. So what they basically said is they were just, they put out this thing going, F you, you know, crime. Because what they also stole was thousands of hex condoms. So <laughs> they're basically like, they're trying to make you know, light of this or joke of this, obviously they have good um, uh, theft insurance. But the important thing here for me is these people robbed this thinking that they're going to be able to market it or do something with it, and it's going to be just a matter of, I mean, the clock's ticking for them to be caught. Now, in another legal area of the area of sex in the news, there is now, U.S. porn producers can now be sued for harm to minors. And this was put forward by a, the Utah State Legislature and signed by Governor Gary Herbert, which allows families with minors who are emotionally or psychologically injured. This is how I, I here's the thing, how who and what are going to be the determinants of that by pornography allows them to file a lawsuit against companies whose content caused the damage. To me, this is really, this to me is witch hunt advanced. And the sponsor is a guy by the name of Todd Wheeler, 
who was a Republican for Woods Cross, and he said that, you know, that the legislation is follow-up to a resolution that was passed last year declaring pornography a public health crisis in Utah. Okay, so we had to get that bill in there so that he then could come in. So the new law aims to protect minors, but to include adults as well, would overstep legal boundaries. Now, the thing that they talked about here is there are, Wheeler said, though the law has made it possible for families to sue for damages, now here's the question, I don't know what what the damages are going to be determined to be. The language in the law also creates a safe harbor for pornography producers. The law says there are two conditions that must be met to disqualify an agency from being held liable. Number one, they have to make a good faith attempt to age verify and keep minors away from the content. And number two, they have to warn their consumers that pornography could be harmful to minors. Now, again, let us just step in here and talk about um, this is a judgment and is it a proper role of government to be putting their snout in something like this? I'm highly suspicious about this. But Wheeler said the law is a continued attempt to educate people about pornography. You don't have to educate them, sir. They already are educating. And he hopes it will ultimately change the behavior. Here's, here's, his, here's the operative point here. He hopes it will ultimately change the behavior of many pornographic websites and other media. Note that catch-all phrase? So in attempting, you know, the, the group that this woman was writing for, her name is Jessica Parcell, she said trying to get a hold of members of the Utah House who opposed the bill, um, but they did not, re- you know, respond uh, to requests for comment, if indeed there were. The moment that you put sexuality and government together, you're going to have a lot of people standing on little stools saying, I am so much more, you know, I have so much more propriety than you. I am so much more moral than you. And I'll tell you right now, Utah and other places and in the really conservative areas, they are some of the largest consumers of online pornography. Okay? So here we come. We're coming up to our final break. Uh, Any questions you have, you can reach me on uh, sextalk at Lou. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. think that kissing is a universal sign of affection, but there are certain groups of people on earth who just don't do it. I think they don't know what they're missing. Humans have been kissing for a long time, as kisses were portrayed in Egyptian art in 1500 BC. The Romans are credited with perfecting romantic kiss as we know it today. What's another word for kissing? Oscillation. Your lips are a hundred times more sensitive than the tips of your fingers, and the kiss quickens your pulse to 100 beats a minute. 
One kiss actually burns up to three calories. Now there's a workout I could handle. Studies say a woman will kiss about 79 guys before getting married, and the average person spends two weeks of their life kissing. What's the word for the art of kissing? Phylometology. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. With Valentine's Day around the corner, it's time to think about what to buy for the special someone in your life. Flowers are the most commonly received Valentine's gift, but number two is chocolate candy. Chocolate is linked to romance and has health benefits, but be warned, chocolate candy assortments contain high amounts of calories and fats that could make you put on weight. While the total calories will obviously vary depending on what types of chocolates are in the assortment, if eaten in moderation, that is two pieces only, it is okay. But many of us can't stop at two pieces, and some even eat the whole box. There are approximately 1,400 calories in the average one-pound box of chocolates. So choose to give flowers or a spa treatment to your loved one and limit the chocolates. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone. You caught me trying to send a little text. So we talked about, you know, the... I think it's a scary thing when we have a state trying to say that they're trying to protect minors. At what point is there the responsibility of parents to step in and actually do their part of, you know, uh, controlling access to technology? Look, the faster everyone who's ever been a kid knows that your parents are way behind in finding out what it is you're doing or not doing. But what I would like to say is that I think there has to be a, you know, instead of holding these sites uh, responsible for changing the behavior, we need to have the value system of the parents coming in that will then, because the parents are the number one determinant of what the value system of a child is going to be, period. We know that. The studies point that out. The studies verify that. So if the parents aren't stepping up to the plate and say, look, if you're going to be looking at this stuff, you have to understand it's fantasy. But if the only thing they have to look at is that and they're doing it in a sneaky fashion, that is where they download this is what is supposed to be the real world. Anyway, so um, my next thing that I would like to go over is an article that I did for... A, uh, oh, one thing before I get go there. I had a woman call with an issue um, that it was something for me that I was kind of like, wow. And what had happened is she was, had been dating this person, brand new relationship. First time she you know, they're together, and she 
you know, goes down to, you know, do oral sex on him. He basically says, you're not good enough. There's a real disconnect here. Um, I, you know, you need to go and take a class before we can go any further. And because that wasn't, in his mind, any good, because he had been with what he referred to as pros for so long, he made it be that there was something wrong with her. This just made my head spin. My classes, anything that I deliver as information to someone, has nothing to do with servicing men. It has nothing to do with servicing women in the class that I do for men. What it has to do with, and what I really wanted to be very clear about, is it is about giving people information in a way that gives them more confidence, that gives them the feeling of, yeah, I, I know that I want to feel more confident here, that I would like to have a range of new things to try. Because think about it, for the majority of us, how we learn and know about something is based on only our own experience. We don't have, you know, 150 other people who might tell us something where if you're learning to cook, you get the experience of 150 people. If you're learning about a course in, you know, university or college or whatever it may be, you have access to another 100 people. This is a different area. And also, you know, it's something that in saying that she had to do this, the first thing I wanted to let this person know was, look, I do not want in any way for this person to diminish you at all, because that is not, there's nothing about you that needs to be fixed. And I said, if he's not willing to guide you, he should know what his nerves are. He should know what he enjoys. And why is it that he is telling you you're supposed to go do this in order to, you know, do something for him. When he then said, if I can't, you know, if you can't do this, he said, I, I, she said, he won't even touch me. And I'm like, whoa. So there are times even when, you know, people are, you know, out of their teens and out of their 20s where they really don't have an ability to communicate what they want, what they like, and, you know, who they're with. So I said, hey, I will be more than happy to do a class with you, but I said before that I, I need you to find out whether or not this actually has any future for you because I don't want you to feel badly about you because this is an issue on his side of the tennis court. That's how I refer to things. This is his thing, not yours. And so that, that for me was like a you've got to be kidding factor. Now, here's what I'm also going to talk to you about today. We talked about that, that, good, 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 good. Oh, one of the things I thought was interesting is sex in the news. Ansel is an uh, Australian company that manufactures condoms, and they just sold their manufacturing, which has been an Australian company for like 80 years, they just sold it to a Chinese conglomerate for $800 million. Now, why is that interesting for me? Because the Chinese tend to be very conservative when it comes to the area of talking about sexuality, like very conservative. So this then tells me that this conglomerate has seen a change in the purchasing and the middle class attitudes and the attitudes relative to sexuality that they would then 
be willing to put almost a billion dollars into a manufacturer of products, of lubricants, and of condoms for their own market. Interesting. Hmm? So sometimes we think we you know, really know all the things that are going on. Mm, I think if you look at what people are doing with others and what they're doing in their bedrooms, that might give you a whole new awareness. Now, one of the things, my last thing I want to talk about here is sexuality and meds. And <clears throat> I worked on this for uh, an article for a magazine. And as a certified sex educator and best-selling author, I am often asked questions about issues with sexual function. People might say, I have no libido. I have no sensation. My fill-in-the-blank feels dead. I can't orgasm anymore. And many times when I talk, I find the reason is tied to medications they are taking. Their meds are killing their intimacy and their sex lives. Now, add to this is the issue of what we call polypharmacy. And that's defined as the use of multiple medications by a patient. In other words, the number for a poly label or a polypharmacy label is variable between 5 and 20. And that's 5 and 20 medications per day. And important, too, is that along with the number of prescription meds, the OTC, over-the-counter, and herbal supplements must be included in this number. And why is that? Because as we age, we have metabolic changes that increase the risk for drug-to-drug interactions. Also, when they do drug testing, they only test for one drug. They don't do a test. They don't do, and I was looking at a um, TEDx talk, and it was a gentleman, I think he was out of Stanford. And, yeah, it was a TEDx Stanford, and the gentleman's name was uh, Russ Altman. And he looked at the actual use of, let's say, statins and depression meds. Well, they don't have studies where someone is taking four and five and ten medications at one time, and each one is throughout the entire body impacting every other part of your body. So when they talk about selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, spare me. There's nothing selective about the reuptake. It's all over your entire body, which is one of the reasons why it really impacts for many people gastrically. So here's the other thing. You know, so let's say you take a beta blocker to lower heart pressure. That can lead to depression, and then you get an antidepressant medication that you don't need. You just have to do an adjustment of what the previous medication was. And it may be that the beta blocker you're taking, you may not have to take that either. This is about you being smart when it comes to your body and your sex life. Now, antidepressants, they are typically prescribed for depression. And there's many different kinds of antidepressants that can be prescribed for chronic pain, obsessive compulsive disorders. But so why do they, they could be for even eating disorders. So why do they impair such a broad range of sexual function? Because they actually act to block the action of three brain chemical signals, acetylcholine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. And what that means is that that can have uh, the impact on sexual function of loss of libido, inability to orgasm, called anorgasmia, inability to ejaculate, and genital anesthesia, meaning no sensation. Now, here's the kicker. Even weaning yourself off these meds, and these meds, you do not, you're not supposed to be on these meds for years at a time. They were, you're supposed to be on them for a period of time. And the, the kicker is, 
for approximately, and I'm using a really low number on this, 30%, the impacts are permanent. So what your options might be, lower the dose or find a non-drug therapy. And the last one I'm going to have a moment to talk about are statins and fibrates and cholesterol. They used to treat high cholesterol. Cholesterol is at the top of the human pyramid for the human steroid hormone cascade. In other words, every sex hormone's production flows down from and as dependent on there being cholesterol. Now, statins limit your liver's ability to produce cholesterol and make it available, which likely ends up in lowered estrogen, testosterone, and other sex hormones. And lower hormones result in lower sex drive for both sexes, lower orgasmic function, and also, you know, the statins also cause what is called rhabdomyolysis, which means a breakdown in muscle tissue leading to joint and leg pain. So if your legs and joints are hurting, chances are you're not going to be all that interested. Non-statin options, according to Dr. Armand Neal, who is a doctorate in pharmacy, for those without coronary disease, could be a combination of vitamin B supplements. Now, I hope this Sex in the News segment, and I, of course, was not able to go into all the detail of the sex and meds because there are so many and so much that are simply not spoken about. If you do have a question about your meds, ask your pharmacist before you ask the doctor because the pharmacist is likely to know more than the doctor. So you can check out me at Lou, office at Lou Paget. You can go to Neil Arman. Are your prescriptions killing you? And thank you very much for being with me. Have a lovely rest of the day. Here come the tunes, and bye for now. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 